This podcast is sponsored by Aurora Packaging Solutions, a global packaging solutions provider leading the transition to a more sustainably packaged future. They specialize in developing packaging and visual communication solutions that reduce the impact on the environment and bring sustainability goals to life. With a focus on partnership and service, they create a custom solution for your business. To learn more, please visit www.ororapackaging.com. Welcome to Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connor. Today's guest is Mr. Terrell Hagler, your fave trash man. How are you, Terrell? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. It was awesome to, that we got to meet at Waste Expo a few months ago. And this is just it's, it's an exciting time in the world of recycling and garbage and all of these things because so many positive changes are, are coming through. I was really happy to have you on the show. Can you, can you tell us about your background a little bit? Sure. So uh, I'm born and raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, right by Temple's campus. Grew up a normal kid doing a bunch of things. <laughs> One of the things my mom had me really into is tennis. And then the other thing was dance. So I actually was like a dancer. So I did plays, I did musicals, and I actually, I went to a creative and performing arts high school. Oh, right. I graduated 0-7 as a dance major, went to college, did a year, started dancing professionally, doing shows, and then just kind of like the everyday person, just trying to figure life out, figure my purpose out. Had my first daughter at 22. Couldn't do the gig life with a child. So started trying to find W-2 jobs and benefits. <laughs> I hear so that. So between, yeah. between 2000, between 22, from, from the age of 22 to 30, I had about 19 different jobs. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, can, I commend you for that because it's important <laughs> to try new things, I always say. So well yeah. done. Yeah. And then I started being a sanitation worker for the city of Philadelphia in 2019. Mm-hmm. And, you know, March 13th, 2020, the, the whole world shifted and I became an essential worker and didn't even know. It was so bad here in Philly that I, I had to do something and communicate and just let off some steam. So I started an Instagram Hence your fave trash man. And that was two years ago on June 17th. And since then, I've been recognized nationally, been invited to the White House, Kelly Clarkson show, Good Morning America, the Today Show, Live in New York, David Muir, articles, op-ed, traveling, speaking. Incredible. Just did a graduation speech for a high school recently. (laughs) For Um, you. I have a nonprofit. I started a hauling company um, and I continue to clean my city, which is Philadelphia. I've organized 85 cleanups and have picked up over 325 tons of trash in my city. And the fight continues. I I work with legislators and elected officials to try to get more regulation and enforcement around illegal dumping and recycling and just doing a whole bunch of things to try to make Philadelphia the best city in the world. And this, it's the power of positive energy that I feel from you. And, and I get criticized or I get, I get told that I have the same, you know, similar kind of, Hey, you know, you're almost overly optimistic, but I don't care what they say. 
I think we can do this together. We can we can make positive changes. We can affect yeah. positive change. Wow. We we don't have enough time to wait. The yeah. COVID proved that there's there's not enough time to yep. wait to do something. So every uh, single day, I'm trying to make impact. And like you, I started social media right at the beginning of or just before COVID, and I had never done anything like that before. And now I've got TikTok and all these things that's just going crazy. And, and people are talking about sustainable packaging. So it's like meant to be that we connected. And yeah, I'm really sure. excited that you sure. sure. uh, introduced us. So thank you. Well, how can we teach the next generation to stop littering? I know that's one of your guiding factors. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you just have to show them. You have studies have shown that littering is a taught behavior. Yep. Children don't know how to litter until we teach them. So um, let's teach them or give them a positive interaction with waste and recycling versus the first thing they know is to throw something on the ground. I mean, we, we talked about it before off air. That's one of the reasons why I wrote my children's book is yep. because, you know, that that age I'm targeting, you know, pre-K to fourth, fifth grade, it just gives them a different perspective and a different interaction with waste and recycling that I didn't have. The first thing I learned about recycling or trash and stuff is, you know, someone yelling at me, don't litter, don't do this. <laughs> right. And, have, and then at the same time, you have somebody telling you, oh, throw it on the ground. There's no trash can. So it's like, what? But, you know, that's why I wrote the book in a fun, light way for children to understand, you know. Sanitation workers are cool. Littering yep. is bad. And we got to keep our community clean. And we'll put a link to the the book, you okay. know, how to how to buy the book at the bottom of the, cool, the cool, show cool. notes, because we're going to be talking about this book for a long time. I think it's really important that we educate the next generation. Yeah, no, I think t- to empower them with the thought processes of of cleaning and keeping their community clean and not littering, imagine the type of adults they'll grow into be, you know? 100%. It's, it's, it's the key. We have to, you know, it's unfortunately, we can't solve all the problems here, you know, while we're alive. So we got to figure out how to train the next group, you know, and I, I spoke at my kid's school a few weeks ago too, and it was really fun to, to speak at an eighth grade graduation. It wasn't high school like you, but, and it wasn't the White House, but man, someday. <laughs> For sure. I see it. Yeah. We're, we got to go up the ranks, right? <laughs> so tell us how you went from no social media account to the White House. What was what was the the path there? Okay, June 17th, I posted my first post as your favorite trash man, June 17, 2020. Yeah. And I was just literally posting pictures of pals, giving information out, and that was the key for my Instagram was that the information I was giving out was valuable, it was correct, and people started trusting it. So then maybe July um, 400 sanitation workers went down with COVID. <laughs> right. Wow. We, had, we didn't have the correct PPE or cleaning supplies or anything. So what I did was I was like, I have this. I mean, at this point, I had like 3000 followers. I thought this was the cap of it. This was the tip of it. So I, <laughs> yeah. I, I got I to use all I got. So I started a T-shirt campaign started selling t-shirts for a fundraiser to raise money for PPE and cleaning supplies. And the news just ran with it. 
It was oh, on awesome. every single thing. Everything in Philadelphia had my T-shirt campaign. I was doing interviews. I had somebody following me on the route, talking to me while I was walking in the rain. <laughs> but I ended, up, I ended up selling 2,000 T-shirts and raising wow. $40,000 in four weeks. And I was able to buy masks, buy cleaning supplies, buy all and have it dropped off at the yard and given out and, and everyone, you know. And so then right after that, David Muir called, then Kelly Clarkson called. And then in December of 20, the, the administration reached out and was like, hey, we're looking for an African-American union worker to talk about the Build Back Better plan. I, we think you fit the, you know, the, the model. Yeah. Can you come in and interview? Give us your thoughts about Biden and Harris. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> and next thing you know, I was doing a commercial for the administration. And then the July of 2021, July 4th, 2021, I was invited as one of his special guests to awesome. 4th of July on the South Lawn for a private barbecue. Oh, did you get to bring your kids? No, nope, only bought one oh, person. So okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I took my manager. Okay. This is my manager who who was very instrumental in helping me build the brand the sure. way that it was. And yeah, we had Fourth of July on the on the South Lawn of the White House. Man, what a cool honor and well deserved. I think, you know, like you said, we have to pick up the garbage. It's you're an essential worker. And yeah. you know, you're well done. Well done. Kudos Thanks. to you. I'm I'm very, very excited for you. Well, let's talk about this new book. Can okay. you tell us about it? Yeah, so it's called I'm Cool Too. And it, <laughs> it comes from the fact that when I became a sanitation worker, my kids were clowning me. They were, they didn't want me to pick them up <laughs> from in front of the school. I had to park around the corner. My son was like, oh, my dad's a pilot. And he's a karate. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute now. Like, my job is so important. You have no idea. But I didn't understand. So the book stems from the real conversations I had with my kids about how essential sanitation workers are to the community. And then I saw a light click on for all of them. Hmm. So now they're super conscious of litter and super yeah. conscious of trash. And they're going to school and talking about starting a composting program and all these things. And I'm just like, if I can do it for a 10, 9, and 5-year-old, imagine what I can do for... The world. So that's a I, tough audience. Good for you. <laughs> at the same time, a woman named Paris had reached out to me and was like, Hey, don't know if you ever thought about this, but I help people write children's books. And this, I was like, This is God sent. So, <laughs> got together. Yeah. She was my, my project manager. Um, the name of her company is called Empower Creative. And she helped me get through all my deadlines of um, writing this children's book. And then she helped me find a dope illustrator. And now the book is like two days from going to print. And we, to this date, we've sold over a, we've pre-sold over a thousand books already. But but I didn't feel like that was enough. Um, So I decided to donate $5 from every book sale to the public schools of my city. So at $5 of every book sales goes to the Philadelphia public schools. Awesome. And what a smart way to gather attention for it. Such a good cause. And I saw the cover and was 
just totally impressed with it. So well done on the, Deborah Tyson is an amazing illustrator in Delaware County, Pennsylvania. I, I, I can't, like you say, we can do it all together. I can't do this alone. So I have an amazing project management team who, you know, sometimes I go ghost and I'm doing 90 things at a time. <laughs> Yeah. And they like write on me like, hey, sir, you have some, <laughs> some deadlines you need to make. But yeah, this book experience has been amazing because one of the other things I'm doing is, I, you know, as a social media influencer, I'm always trying to figure out marketing and, yeah. and you know, getting things out there, the word. And I decided to challenge 100 businesses to purchase 100 copies and donate them to a school or library of their choice. I love um, that. And I'm calling it one of the 100. And what that means is that businesses will get a customized trophy from me. They'll be mentioned in my press release. <laughs> Their logo will be on a thank you postcard that goes out to everyone who's ever purchased a book. And then I'll highlight them across all my social media accounts starting in October. So wow. all you have to do is purchase 100 books. But books are $20 a piece, so that's $2,000. And then they'll get a mail to their house or their company, and they can distribute them however they see fit. But they'll have a trophy, press release, postcard, and social media. And then some of the businesses that are, are, are local that have been pur- purchasing the books, they want to do like a little one of the 100 party. So oh, nice. I, I might be later in the year be planning maybe a a one of 100 party to say thank you to all the businesses that purchased a hundred books. I even have some people that aren't businesses that are just like married couples. It's like, we're not a business. (laughs) Here you go. We want to help. Right. And like you said, on your, your website, you can, you can buy one book. You can buy, yeah. you can buy five, you know? Right. So I think the, the, the ability for everyone to help, you know, oftentimes I'll get asked, how can I help? How can I help the world be more sustainable? How can I help people do the right things with waste? And this is, this is a great option. You yeah, know? no, I, in many ways, because not only does the book teach the children about, you know, sanitation workers, littering, community, yeah. someone has to read it to them. So we're also doing is creating that time where we're not on our phones, not on social media, not watching TV, where we're together, we're sitting, we're all. And then there's actually a little game in the children's book. So there's some people who sponsored some some stuff in the book. So there's little logos hidden throughout the book. (laughs) And it's a scavenger hunt. And, And so what I did for those businesses is that at the end of the book, there's QR codes so that the parents can scan the QR codes and find out about these waste and recycling companies or recycling companies or sustainability companies who have their logo in the book. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, and, and I want to I wanna say right now, Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors is going to be one of your, your companies donating to this book. Oh, thank uh, you. We're going to be one of that hundred. I want to get my QR code in there. Oh, come <laughs> on. Let's do it. We're in, man. We're, we want to help you. We want to spread the word. And and I think listen, if you're listening, join us. Join the group yeah. and be a part of the solution. Yeah, no, I, I, one, I just want to say thank you. I really appreciate it. Like when we met at, at Waste Expo, I, I automatically felt 
our synergy here. And and I know you came to one of my panels and you came up to me afterwards and I could just, I could tell that we were going to be talking again. And so, but you know, I I really appreciate that because I, I, I honestly really believe in this book and I really think that it could really start conversations all around the world on how we look at sanitation workers, illegal dumping, litter, but most of all community. How do we look at ourselves in our community? What are we doing in our community? That's, is it a positive impact? Is it a negative impact? And those conversations as a five, like my daughter talks about volunteering at five. <laughs> I love that. Because she, goes, she volunteers with me to go do cleanups. So now at five and six, at nine, at 10, you know, when you go into high school, what have you done? Well, I've done 10 community cleanups with my dad. I've picked up over 10 tons. Like, imagine what that high school application looks like now. And and that's the people that get hired because their empathy, their giving spirit, their generosity. And I'm doing the same with my kids. I work, I'm on the board for Candlelighters for Children with Cancer. Oh, man. And my, my kids will come up to me, hey, dad, can we give this? To the candlelighters kids, you know, can we, I got $10. I want to donate it. Like, whoa. That's so dope. That's so dope, Corey. It's like, man, like right here, like it, it's emotional as a parent. No, because, because yeah. you, you, you can, not only do you feel, but you in real life see your impact on your children. Like I lost my mother November, 2020. Sorry. Right? Sorry no, no, thank you. And, but my mom was such a servant. Like. Mm-hmm. She just, that, that's where I get it from. She's such a servant. One of the things she did was she liked to like take, my, my grandmother cooks huge meals. She liked to take yeah. extra food and feed the homeless. So out of nowhere, my 10-year-old, you know, called me and was like, dad, I'm, I'm thinking about grandma, I'm really heavy and I'm sad and I miss her. And I want to do something to like help me remember her. And she said, can I start a nonprofit like you, but just feed the homeless? I have a, I have a 10 year old <laughs> wanting to start a nonprofit Amazing. to feed the home. Like I'm, I, I don't even care what she does in life. As long as she has those, <laughs> those morals, I'm okay. Yep. Yeah. And, and well those, the, that's the type of children we want to raise. Those are the type yep. of, cho- those are the type of productive citizens that are going to figure out zero waste, that are going to figure out composting, that are going to figure out, you know, illegal dumping, like those are the yeah. type of kids because they grew up in it. Yeah. And they're, they're not going to, they're going to have that attitude of success. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that we can do this together if we work really hard and, and communicate with people around us. And community. Well if done. We build a community. Yeah. That, that's, that's my biggest thing. C- COVID stripped the world of that community aspect. You know, when I first started doing my cleanups, they were so widely attended and people i was like well why did 300 people show up to clean three blocks and one woman literally said it was like i've been sitting in my house for eight months this is the only safe thing i can do is come outside wear a mask and clean and now i'm getting so many dms like hey i found my realtor at your cleanup or hey i found i found found a new buddy and we do cleanups all around the city now and i have a friend that's like i call him my trash ambassador he's created a website (laughs) he's created a website where anybody doing a cleanup in philadelphia can submit to this website so all the cleanups are on one website like 
Awesome. Since my cleanups, 20 mini groups have started in different parts of the city. So now we have like a Roxborough cleanup and a, a West North and a East and a South and a nice. popular street cleanup. And all these yeah. people are now like, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. You know, and I say all the time, it's, it's going to take all of us to change the world. Yeah. No one person can change the world. Everybody has to say yes to the change. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm in real life experiencing when people actually say yes to something you're passionate about, something you advocate for, something you educate about. Like yeah. the, 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 it has shifted here in Philadelphia. And I think everywhere in the world can, can use this shift. Yeah. Well, Terrell for president, I say. <laughs> is that next you, you going into politics sir Ma, here's <laughs> you'd be great thing. at it here's the thing <laughs> i'm not gonna lie and say i'm not interested okay right but the the greatest thing a person can do is know themselves yeah and i know myself mm-hmm. and there's a certain stigma or aura that has become normal for people in positions of power mm-hmm. and I don't have that aura. I'm, I'm really down grassroots boots type yeah. of guy. And a lot of times it's a photo op and it's a talking mm-hmm. and not doing. And it's a, and I, I am someone who, who I like to tell people when it's all said and done, right. I want everybody to say that your fave trash man, Terrell Heckler <laughs> was somebody who did, Yes. And didn't just say. Boom. Right. Mic drop. Yes. <laughs> That's it. So I love I that. I don't know how effective I would be in the current state of politics. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> well said. <laughs> but I'll 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 figure it out. I mean, we have some some revolutionary politicians and people in, in positions of power that are shifting that or I am a I shifted the narrative yes. on sanitation workers maybe I'll shift the narratives on politicians but but for right now I'm just really focusing on neighborhood cleanups community advancement like yep. my nonprofit we do expungement clinics food drives coat drives financial literacy first time home buyer seminars yes. I just came up with a new idea so if anybody wants to help me i want to do a community byob and it's it's called bring your own bills (laughs) and what i want to do is i want to have community members bring their bills to my nonprofit, and by way of sponsorships and grants my nonprofit is able to pay their bills oh amazing and it's so needed with with the inflation and with you know gas yeah. prices and, and it's I, the, more than ever. One of the worst things as a sanitation worker is cleaning up an eviction. Those hurt the worst. Yeah, as you see someone's whole life, and you got to throw that 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 those those hurt the worst. And it's it's yeah. because there's no resources. I, I I tweeted the other day that everyday people don't have the resources to be everyday people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard yesterday that over 40% of Amer- Americans have less than a thousand dollars in their bank account. Wow. They, they, they just, they don't have a, a resource. They don't have a backup plan. 
And if the job goes away or the inflation hits, they're in trouble. And so, you know, we got to help each other. And, and what, well, so then we talk about, let's talk about, imagine their mindset when it comes to picking up trash in their neighborhood. Right. Do you think yeah. they, that's high on their list? No. They're not no. even eating. They're not paying their bills. Their children are home. And that's what I always say. Being environmentally conscious is a privilege. Yeah, it is for a privilege. Yeah, that's a great point. I interviewed my friend Chandru from South Africa, and he said the same thing. He said, Corey, you know, people aren't really focused on that right now. And I said, wow, I just, you know, like they're trying to put food on the table, but they're doing it. A lot of these people that live near him are are picking up recycling and getting paid for it and getting and getting paid well for it. And he said, it's pretty cool to see these, these families being able to support themselves while helping the environment. No, so dope, so dope, so dope. And I mean, it's, 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 it's sad, but they're on the other, on the other side of that, it's, it's people like you and I, I have to keep banging the drum until, until it's heard everywhere that the yeah. way that we fix things is just the basics It's resources jobs, food, employment, I said jobs already, housing, education, public safety. And one of the main indicators of a community is how it looks, the beautification of it. Is there trees? Is there green spaces? Is there trash all over the place? Is there tires? Is there abandoned cars? Are there abandoned? Those, those, Those for a reason, unbeknownst to me, dictate the 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 flow of the community you know and so many studies have been done on it so like why i understand gun violence and mass shooting and all the thing but imagine if all those kids had a playground to go to instead of being stuck up in the house googling how to build guns right right well it sets a precedent you know oh there's already garbage who cares right Right. and 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 you're you're making it acceptable you're setting the bar low for for people and i think what you're doing is you're, you're raising the bar for your community i got to you i i tell people all the time no one will start a trash pile but everybody will add to it yeah well said well thank you sir i really appreciate this no thanks and for having me you have my vote <laughs> <laughs> can you can you even vote in philadelphia <laughs> <laughs> No, but I can vote for the USA and okay, I'm there. I'll, so. I'll, I'll put that on the. On the- <laughs> <laughs> we, we, it's going to be a couple of years, but we'll, we'll okay. get you there. Yes. We're, we're friends now. So we'll. we'll <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you again. And thank you, Landsberg Aurora, for sponsoring this podcast. If you're listening, please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode and give us a review. We really appreciate that. Thanks, Terrell. Yep. No problem. And if anybody wants to find me, they can always find me on Instagram at underscore Y-A, F as in Frank, A as in Apple, V as in Violin, Trash Man, your fave Trash Man. And that's across all social media accounts, LinkedIn. And yeah, let's just change the world together. I'll put all your links in the in the notes so people can just, just scroll up and click them. Cool, cool, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. All right, sir. Thank you. No, thank you. This episode is sponsored by Specrite the first purpose-built platform for specification management. So much has changed. 
when it comes to packaging, and there's a new book to help you stay ahead of the curve, The Evolution of Products and Packaging, written by longtime packaging executive Mr. Matthew Wright, helps you unpack industry trends and explains how you can use data to drive packaging, innovation, and sustainability. Download your free copy today at specright.com backslash book. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T dot com backslash book.